the challenge of the Chinese Communist Party and the threat that it poses to the United States and our allies is of critical importance to us right now. I think in the long term, in terms of American security policy, China is going to be a much more powerful country than Russia. There's no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to America's innovation, to our economic security, and to our democratic ideas than China does. I believe we've got to live in reality. Communist China, it wants to control the entire world, including Americans. Let's be clear, the Chinese Communist Party is a Marxist-Leninist organization. The party general secretary, Xi Jinping, sees himself as Joseph Stalin's successor. China's a longer-term threat, and we need, to, we need to be very clear-eyed about what they are and what they aren't. They're not our partner. They're never going to be our partner uh, under the existing leadership team. Under President Xi's rule, the Chinese Communist Party is heading even faster and further in the wrong direction. More internal repression, more predatory economic practices, more heavy-handedness, and most concerning for me, a more aggressive military posture. For China, success is a zero-sum game. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a, they're, they're not, not a competition for us. On the surface, that's a really puzzling thing to say. Joe Biden saying China is not really a threat. China is America's chief rival on the global stage, and nobody should know that better than Joe Biden. I mean, during the Obama-Biden administration, they actually recalibrated foreign policy to contain China. It was called the pivot. China has never loomed larger in our lives. Think about it. The economy, trade, espionage, now COVID-19. China has said openly that they want to supplant us as the world's superpower. But Joe Biden talks about China differently. China is not our enemy. Not a problem. What are we worried about? Come on, man. He doesn't see them as a threat. And I believe then what I believe now, that a rising China is a positive, positive development. He welcomes their rise as a global power. Why exactly? Perhaps it's personal. Perhaps it's about his family. Perhaps it's about money. December 2013, Vice President Joe Biden is arriving in Beijing for a series of sensitive meetings with Chinese officials. The Chinese give him the red carpet treatment, literally. But also along for the trip, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. During the visit, Joe Biden meets with Chinese Vice Premier Li and with President Xi. A 2013 trip to China getting new attention this morning, not for what Joe Biden did, but for who he brought with him. And what was Hunter Biden doing? We're not sure. He doesn't appear in many pictures of the official festivities. But what we do know is this. 
10 days after father and son returned to the United States. Hunter Biden's small investment firm announced a $1 billion private equity deal with the Chinese government. And where did the capital come from for this deal? From the Chinese government itself. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund, planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Years later, Hunter Biden acknowledged that during the trip, he met with a Chinese banker, which his spokesperson describes as a social visit, not a business one. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. Hunter's small firm got a deal that no one else had in China. Not Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, or UBS. And are you vulnerable on this issue at all because of your son's business dealings in, in China? No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything where everybody that he's talking about, not even remotely number one. What's interesting is Hunter Biden had no real background in China, in finance, or private equity. In fact, Hunter had what might be called a spotty resume. A couple of youthful jobs owing directly to his father's influence. He was once made a director of Amtrak based on the fact that he'd ridden on trains. He'd been addicted to crack cocaine, had an unsettled domestic life, and a brief attempt at a naval career ended with a discharge over drug use. So why did the Chinese pick him? Spring 2017. Patrick Ho, a Chinese businessman, was arrested by the FBI on bribery charges. He worked for a Chinese energy company with close ties to the Chinese military. While in FBI custody, Ho made two phone calls. One of those, strangely, is to James Biden, Joe Biden's brother. Why did this man call the brother of the vice president? He was looking for Hunter. This is the remarkable and largely hidden story 
of the secret financial relationship between the Biden family and the Chinese government. It's a relationship that grew while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. And shortly after he was appointed the point person on US policy towards China. Our investigation is based on corporate records, financial documents, legal briefings, and court papers. It's the story of the second most powerful man in the world at the time, and how his family was striking deals with America's chief rival on the global stage, the People's Republic of China. And it's a story that has been largely never told. A rising China is a positive development, not only for the people of China, but for the United States and the world as a whole. January. 2009. Joe Biden is inaugurated Vice President of the United States. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear that I... It was a remarkable moment for Biden, who had spent more than 35 years in the United States Senate. Born to a family of modest means in Scranton, Pennsylvania, he would become known as Lunch Bucket Joe. He joined the political world early and won election to the United States Senate at the ripe age of 29. He was sworn into office just six weeks after reaching the constitutionally required age of 30. From its earliest days, Biden's political career was not just about Joe, but about the larger Biden family. Politics was a family business. When Joe did well, the family did well. Joe's sister, Valerie Biden, became a political consultant who was hired by Joe's many campaigns. Brothers Frank and James became involved in securing government contracts and deals overseas with foreign governments. Joe's son, Hunter, became a Washington lobbyist, representing clients from Delaware, the state that his father represented in the U.S. Senate. When Joe Biden was elevated to the vice presidency, the family's ambitions grew accordingly. Now the world was a business opportunity, and the Biden family was looking for deals, including with foreign governments. Just months after Joe Biden was inaugurated vice president, his son Hunter Biden formed a company called Rosemont Seneca Partners. 
partners had useful connections. One was Christopher Hines, the stepson of Senator John Kerry, a powerful U.S. Senator who would later become Secretary of State. The other partner was Devin Archer, a friend of Hines. Rosemont is the name of the Hines family's 90-acre estate outside of Fox Chapel, Pennsylvania. Rosemont Seneca, the new investment firm, opened an office in Georgetown, just two miles from the White House. outside of Fox Chapel, Pennsylvania. One of Hunter Biden's big scores was a controversial deal he landed in the troubled nation of Ukraine. In 2014, the Ukrainian government fell. And Joe Biden became America's point man for the troubled country. Weeks later, Hunter Biden was hired by a corrupt Ukrainian energy company called Burisma, which paid Hunter at a rate of $1 million a year. This despite the fact that he had no experience in energy or in Ukraine. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Hunter landed on the Burisma board, as did his partner, Devin Archer. Hunter's ventures in Ukraine would later pose troubling questions of conflict of interest for his father, Joe. I will support and defend. Rosemont was landing deals around the world. But the big prize was China, with its booming economy and staggering growth. It's also an economy where relationships are key, especially with the Chinese government. And I'd like now to raise uh, our glass and a toast to many more generations of friendship and peace. Hunter Biden began meeting with Chinese government officials at the highest levels of power. He had no background in China, little background in finance. Hunter's previous job had been as a lobbyist for an online gambling company located in Europe. But now, doors were opening to Hunter in China. Often, Hunter's meetings coincided almost directly with his father's high-level diplomacy with Chinese leaders. In April 2010, for example, Vice President Joe Biden met with the Chinese president at the Nuclear Security Summit in Washington, D.C. But at virtually the same time, halfway around the world, 
Hunter Biden was in China meeting with government officials looking for financial deals. Who exactly was Hunter Biden meeting with? Only some of the most powerful finance officials in China. Hunter spent two days meeting with the top executives from China's Sovereign Wealth Fund, Social Security Fund, and largest banks. Hunter even posed with them for a series of pictures. So how did Hunter get these meetings? One Chinese website's account of the meeting touted that Chinese officials extended their warm welcome to Hunter Biden, quote, second son of the now Vice President, Joe Biden. In other words, Hunter got these meetings because of who his father was, Vice President of the United States. I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. President Joe Biden, with one eye towards a possible 2016 bid, is getting the chance to flex his international muscle power in Asia. That brings us back to 2013, when Joe Biden arrived in Beijing with a full agenda. Among the highly sensitive issues to press with his hosts, Chinese cyber attacks, the theft of American intellectual property, trade issues, national security, China's claims over the South China Sea. Hunter Biden was also on board. He joined his father the next morning for a meeting with the US-China Business Council. And then Joe Biden was off to a meeting with Vice President Lee. Just where Hunter Biden spent the rest of his time on the trip remains largely a mystery. But we do know this, Hunter later admitted that he introduced his father to a Chinese official on this trip who was involved with Hunter's budding business ventures. And we know that 10 days after the trip, Hunter's $1 billion deal with the Chinese government was finalized. Hunter and his Chinese partners established a private investment fund they would call Bohai Harvest. Chinese government provided the money. Hunter was given a seat on the Bohai Harvest Board of Directors and a 10% equity stake in the new company. Devin Archer, his business partner, was appointed vice chairman. The new firm enjoyed an unusual and special status in China operating through the Shanghai Free Trade Zone. No other investment fund in the world had a deal like Biden's firm. Not UBS, not Goldman Sachs, not Morgan Stanley, no one. In short, the son of the Vice President of the United States, with little investment experience, no experience in China, got a deal in the People's Republic of China that no one else had. 
and he got that deal shortly after his father was appointed point person on U.S. policy towards China. But this isn't just another story about a politician's kid getting rich. Hunter's new firm, Bohai Harvest, began making investment deals around the world that would serve the strategic interests of the Chinese government. And that's what makes this deal so troubling. That's a bold thing to say, but it's true. This new firm started making investment deals that would serve the strategic interests of the Chinese military. Hunter Biden's Bohai Harvest joined forces with the Chinese military contractor AVIC to buy American parts manufacturer Hennigus. Hennigus's technology is considered dual use, meaning it can be used for commercial and military purposes. And deals like these require approval of the highest levels of the federal government. Hunter Biden's partner in the Hennigus deal, the Chinese aviation giant AVIC, was notorious for its history of stealing U.S. military technologies to build their own fighter jets and drones. But in September 2015, AVIC bought 51% of Hennigus. And Hunter Biden's Boi Harvest bought the other 49%. And yes, the Obama administration did indeed approve it. Hunter's firm, Bohai Harvest, also invested in military surveillance technology that the Chinese government would use to monitor and control the population in their own country. The company was called Face Plus Plus. There are a number of American investors that also stand to profit from this mass surveillance that are also invested in Face++, uh, one of whom is Hunter Biden, the son of former Vice President Joe Biden. Bohai Harvest also helped China in its competition with the United States over so-called rare earth minerals. A Chinese government-run firm called China Molybdenum produces rare earth minerals around the world competing with Western firms for mining access. And the company does not hide the fact that its work has direct military applications. The company's 2015 annual report, for example, declares that molybdenum is used to produce sensitive military technologies. 
What's fascinating is that while Hunter Biden and his firm were helping Beijing in the race to acquire rare earth minerals, his father's administration was actually fighting them. In 2012, President Obama announced that the United States was filing a complaint with the World Trade Organization because China was trying to control the global market. In 2014, the World Trade Organization agreed that China was trying to do so. Yet, two years later, Hunter's firm joined with China Molybdenum and announced that together they were buying more than half of one of the largest copper mines in the world. And so while the Obama administration was competing with China in the race for rare earth minerals, Hunter Biden and his firm were actually helping Beijing win that race. But there was an even more troubling deal. In December 2014, Hunter's firm became an anchor investor in a company called China General Nuclear, or CGN. CGN had been wholly owned by the Chinese government, but it was now selling off a minority stake to a favored investor. Hunter Biden presumably didn't realize that when his company was investing in CGN, they were investing in a company that was under FBI investigation for stealing U.S. nuclear secrets. In fact, less than 18 months after Hunter's Chinese firm invested in China General, a nuclear engineer named Alan Ho and the company were charged by the U.S. Justice Department with stealing nuclear secrets from the United States. According to the FBI, Ho had been working under the direction of China General to steal American nuclear secrets since 1998. It's not clear whether the FBI or the Obama Justice Department knew that Joe Biden's family was actually involved with CGN. But what is clear is that China has been trying to steal American nuclear secrets for a long time. Is it really that crazy to think that by partnering with the son of the vice president, they were trying to buy them too? And make no mistake, these firms Hunter was dealing with are directly tied to the Chinese military. In June 2020, the U.S. Department of Defense released a list of companies doing business in the United States that were known to be connected to the Chinese military. On that list, AVIC and CGN. But the Bidens weren't done cutting deals in China. Joe doing diplomacy with the Chinese government and Hunter kept finding himself in the middle of more business acquisitions, also with the Chinese government. A confident China was on the march, asserting its power and flexing its muscles. China had promised the world that it wasn't going to militarize the area. 
but they went ahead and did so anyway. The Chinese aggression was aimed at America, too. China's military has attacked major U.S. companies in a computer war that kills American jobs. More than 21 million Americans had personal information stolen from government files in a data breach that was six times as large as originally disclosed. The information was hacked from the Office of Personnel Management, or OPM, which said today it is highly likely that anyone who went through background checks to apply for a government position since 2000 was affected. about that. The Chinese government had hacked an American government website and taken information from millions of American government workers. Highly sensitive private information. It was a crime taken very seriously by our federal government. And what was Hunter Biden doing? He was looking for more commercial deals with the Chinese. Another one of Hunter Biden's businesses was called Rosemont Realty. founded with Devin Archer, who is the chairman of the firm. Just like his investment firm, Hunter Biden had no background in commercial real estate, but that didn't stop him from getting a seat at some of the biggest tables around the world. Who was Rosemont Realty negotiating with? That would be a company called Gemini, a former subsidiary of a Chinese state-owned company with close ties to the Chinese military. Rosemont Realty certainly played up the Biden connection in the material they provided to possible investors. In a company prospectus from Rosemont marked confidential, they noted that it was a key consideration that Hunter Biden, son of Vice President Biden, is on the advisory board. In August 2015, an eye-popping multi-billion dollar deal was announced. The Chinese company Gemini was buying a 75% stake in Hunter Biden's company, Rosemont. So who exactly is this second Chinese business partner of the Biden family? Gemini's parent company, Sino-Ocean Land, is actually run out of the headquarters of the China Overseas Shipping Company. Costco, which is called the fifth arm of the Chinese Navy. So you have two big deals between the Biden family and the Chinese government or Chinese government-linked firms in the years following Joe Biden's appointment as the point person on U.S. policy towards China. But there was still more business to be done. Hunter and his business partner, Devin Archer, began working with yet another firm. This one called Burnham Asset Management. Out of an office in New York City, they worked to line up more deals with Chinese companies 
many of them mysterious and with murky ties to the Chinese government. One of the companies was called Kirin Global Enterprise Limited, a mysterious investment vehicle run by Larry Lee and Guo Jinfang. Very little is known about Kirin other than the fact that they invest heavily in mainland Chinese infrastructure. Another Chinese firm the Bidens wanted to partner with is called Harvest Global Investments. which is linked to the Chinese government. How much money did the Biden family make from these deals? How deep do their ties to the Chinese government run? We can't know for sure, but consider this. In 2017, a Chinese executive was arrested by the FBI in New York on charges of money laundering and violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Patrick Ho was an assistant to a Chinese oil tycoon who ran CEFC China Energy, which had strong ties to the Chinese military. When Ho was arrested, one of the first calls he made was to James Biden, Joe's brother. When asked by the New York Times about the call, James Biden says that Ho was actually calling to get Hunter Biden's phone number. Patrick Ho was charged and convicted and went to jail for those charges. Why exactly was he calling Hunter Biden? What sort of help was he expecting? We don't know the answers to those questions. But what we do know is that the Bidens have cultivated very close relationships with members of the Chinese elite. And some of those relationships would be very hard to defend. Biden family has a series of lucrative deals with the Chinese government. We know that these deals came despite a lack of experience by the Bidens in the areas they cover. We know that they happened while Joe Biden was steering U.S. foreign policy towards China. We also know that these deals didn't just make the Bidens money, they had potentially dangerous consequences for our national security. We know that Hunter Biden's firm, backed by the Chinese government, invested in a company that was actively stealing nuclear secrets from the United States. 
We know that China has been consistent in their efforts to acquire U.S. technology, and that their spies have been caught trying to steal our military technology. We know that Hunter Biden's firm bought a company that provides dual-use technologies for the Chinese military. We know that global powers have tried to stop China from monopolizing the world's mineral resources. And we know that Hunter Biden's firm bought a company that actually helped China in its competition with the United States for mineral resources. And we also know this, that Biden investment firm that helped China gain access to dual-use technology, that invested in Chinese surveillance technology and helped China in its quest to control the world's strategic metals? Hunter Biden was forced by political pressure to resign from that firm's board of directors in late 2019. But Hunter quietly maintains an ownership stake in the firm, a stake worth millions of dollars and stands to be worth even more as its China partnership prospers. Why did you leave the board in April? It's a five-year term. And you chose not to I chose not to. Why? I think it's pretty obvious why. So why does this matter? Because we need to know who our leaders are doing business with. Who is making them wealthy? Who might they be beholden to? It's the oldest story in politics. We need to follow the money. A rising China is awash in money. The money trail stretches all across the globe. And some of those trails lead straight to one of America's most prominent political families, headed by a man who calls himself Lunch Bucket Joe. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on. Yeah.